maybe we'll get to that after we do this fucking podcast after we've been recording for a ten minutes. Weren't you just complaining that I wasn't recording longer than that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a podcast. All right. Episode 58 of WTF Anime, the show that is packed full of lo-fi beats to help you study. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, it's good to be back. It's been a little while. It's been a bit, huh? Yeah, I- I'm very curious to hear what ends up at the end of this episode. Because <laughs> topics were wide and multi-ranging. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what happens when we haven't podcasted in a while. We got a backlog of, like, dusty weird things in our brain that we just gotta like <laughs> unpack most of which travis wasn't recording for you know just saying okay i would i would like to go on record right now as saying <laughs> that when i do record early i get yelled at and when i don't record uh-huh. early i get yelled at i feel like there's no way for me to win this game you don't record when i want you travis that's the thing that's the thing you need to get down. Uh, apparently, I need to establish a psychic link with you, uh, so I just know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I'll just get on that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do it for now, but just for next episode, like, have it sorted. So- yeah, sure, that's fair. That's, that's No problem. That's going to be super easy. Totally cash. <laughs> hey, so we talk about anime on this show. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, which one did we talk about today, Joe? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to be talking about Samurai Champloo, episode one. Woo! Heck, bring the energy. <laughs> yeah, well, we were a little, we were a little down there at the beginning. The lo-fi beats really do kind of just put you, it's, it's like audio volume. <laughs> I mean, that's a way of describing it. Not in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the good kind of volume. Right, the happy fun time volume, you know. <laughs> A little Valium, some scotch. Make an evening of it. Treat yourself. Dose up on some Valium and crack open a cold one with the boys. Yeah, like you do. Like you do. <laughs> so anyways, the opening of this anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we actually do start with the opening, but there's no, like, cold open. No. God damn, is it pretty. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's so pretty. It's like this really, really neat, like, classical Japanese backgrounds with the characters doing character stuff the only thing that i was super impressed that we didn't see with how traditional a lot of the art style was in the background is i didn't see any of the uh the japanese waves going on maybe i missed it i don't specifically remember if there were any but no but no it's it's good uh, god what what's it called i think it's battle cries the song that one you i'm not gonna be able to help you with you know it's boy boy is that hip-hop mm-hmm it is, but it's it's a jazzy hip hop. It's not like they're doing trap beats in Japanese uh the anime opening. Although that that might exist now too. I don't know. If it does exist, either I haven't come across it or I couldn't tell you what trap beats are. Sure. I'm not I'm not down with the kids. <laughs> 
This soundtrack is brought to you by Skrillex. No. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it. I, I don't need an anime opening that sounds like I'm turning a computer on. <laughs> sure you do. No. No, nope. I'm good. All right. So anyways, this opening that's not about turning on a computer. <laughs> it's it's cool and chill. I like it. Yeah, so do I. Um, uh, Just like uh, Bebop, since, uh, you know mutual creator there um the soundtrack is seems to be a very important part of this whole thing yeah like the very <laughs> i say very few like there's there's quite a bit of fighting in this but the style at least of one of our main characters is like tied to the soundtrack like the hip-hop stuff with the dancing and like the very frenetic movements it's it's similar to how like in bebop hey here's here's a very cool like fast-paced jazzy song while spike does his thing except we we didn't get that in the cowboy people not in the episode you chose joe well done here's a show that where it's all about this thing i'm gonna show you the episode where not that it's a good fucking episode travis i didn't i didn't disagree uh if i do recall (laughs) so the beginning of this anime we are at an execution scene of the vagrant mugen and the ronin jin yes indeed and Hati Executioner asks if uh, they would like to beg for forgiveness now. And we're already kind of starting to establish some character as Mugen says, you know, if I have to bow before bastards like you, I'd rather stand on my feet and die with my head up. Mm-hmm. And Jin's just like, yeah, well, well, that guy said, that's cool. That's chill. Yeah. And then we cut to one day earlier and we see a urban environment with... Cars going by and a guy in a basketball jersey. Joe and I watched this simultaneously. (laughs) And at that moment, I literally yelled, Joe, what the fuck? There are cars. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was very confused. But turns out it it was just them messing with us for a (laughs) cutscene to to rewind (laughs) for one day. There's a couple of times where the show messes with you. There's a little bit also in the opening that's like, this is a fictional work and not based on historical accuracy. Now shut the fuck up and watch. Yeah. <laughs> so then it actually rewinds. And let's see, we're we're opening up on... I'm trying to remember, is this the tea house that we start with? Yeah, so we're in like a feud with Japan. Uh, we start off with a little scene of... Uh, some guy getting extorted by a governor and there's a lot of like jump cuts around just to like establish the characters that are going to be important Uh, and they do it with like record scratches which gets really funny when they actually incorporate that into the animation it is and we we often have a a pinwheel cutting between when we we do the the record scratch so yeah it's it's fun yeah it (laughs) It makes it difficult to talk about because it's like, hey, here's this thing that happens, then they cut to that and then resolve the other thing. So, should we just do the gin stuff and then get into the tea house? We can, because otherwise this feels like a more from frenetic version of a Guy Ritchie movie where there's like ten yeah. stories that they're all cutting between. <laughs> yeah, let's let's try and make this make sense. Okay, that sounds like a, a fair plan. <laughs> so... Jin is observing this governor guy basically saying, hey, you're doing this construction job. You're not doing a good construction job, so I'm going to cut you off. Yep. And the guy's like, no, my, f- my family. Yeah. How about I give you this money? Uh, to which 
you know, he goes, this is chicken scratch, no way. And the guy already said that if I lose this job, basically my entire family has to kill themselves, which, man, feudal Japan, whew. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a weird time, you guys. It's, it's certainly a time in history. It is indeed. Uh, so Jin's getting ready to approach said governor, uh, and he gets advised that might not be the, the best idea. Just let it go. And they point out his bodyguards and kind of hype the bodyguards. This is going to come up later, too. Yeah, he gets stopped by the exposition fairy, who basically tells him about the governor and about how cool his bodyguards are and how they're samurai. Jin ignores the exposition fairy. And then goes on to, like, talk about how, hey, samurai, it's a flawed system. He's basically saying, like, hey, you're, you're using all your training to, like, murder some poor worker. That's not honorable. Except it is, because you're doing what your master tells you to do. Thanks, Bushido Code. Yeah, what, what if your, your master is a piece of shit, <laughs> was basically the question. To which the answer is... You follow him anyway, because that's the point. Right. It is not mine to question my master. I just follow my shitlord where and when he pleases. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. For a second, I remembered a movie existing, and then I totally forgot the name. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like Ghost Dog, something like that. Oh, uh, actually... It's like a modern-day samurai. Yeah, I don't know when that came out, but I do believe that uh, that heavily features a hip-hop artist as uh, the ghost dog. Yeah. Just for a flash, I remember a movie existed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real film. Uh, I forget which rapper it was, but it's a hip-hop guy that was, was the ghost dog, for sure. Mm -hmm. And now that we've went down that little memory path... <laughs> <laughs> So Jin decides, hey, I'm going to do a murder. Yep. Uh, and I do believe this is the first, uh, sequentially, this is the first fight we start to see out of the, the, the whole of episode one. Yeah, it's because of the way we're talking about this, like it doesn't quite get it across. But like Jin steps in, like draws his sword to do a fight. And then we cut over to another fight. And then while that fight's going on, we cut back to Jin's fight. Now. Uh, we should say Jin gets extra style points as he's wearing a large <laughs> straw kind of conical hat. You know which one I'm referring to, basically. Mm -hmm. And he whips it way high into the air as he draws his sword. And then very easily dispatches all three of the guards. And as the hat's coming down, there's some blood flying at his face. And the hat comes down at that perfect time to shield his face from getting struck by the blood. Yeah. Because Jin. <laughs> It's a pro move. Also, like, we, we talked about it while we were watching, but I really like the fights because it has that jump cutty feeling, like it makes the fights quick and very visceral. Yeah. Which, you know, is actually what would happen if you fought with a sword. Right. I mean, I, I know it's fun to watch two guys flick some steel around for five minutes, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not how that happens most of the time. One guy gets cut. Maybe the other one does too, and then there's a lot of blood and screaming is usually how that's going to go. Yeah, remember that movie that's like super based off of Japanese samurai movies and someone re-edited it so the Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight was longer? Yeah, that's fucking, because it's a samurai movie. It ends in like three moves. Yeah, pretty much. Now, if you want, if you want Zord Fight films, I, uh, I suggest checking out uh, The Princess Bride. <laughs> Still one of my favorite sword fights of all time. <laughs> yeah. So, 
yeah, Jin does a murder. The governor is like, hey, I'll give you a lot of money if you work as my bodyguard. And Jin's like, nah, bitch, I've got to go to a tea house. Yeah. Actually, I think he takes three of the coins that the governor threw back mm. at the construction guy, said, I'll be taking these, and then just kind of walks away. He doesn't even dignify the governor with a response. Yeah. I'll be taking this guy's money. <laughs> Which is also kind of a dick move. It is! It's super a dick move! <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> no, I don't want your money, Richie. I'm gonna take the poor dude that you're oppressing's <laughs> money. It's a bad look, okay? I don't rob from the rich to give to the poor. I rob from the conveniently poor and walk away. <laughs> uh, Jin, the worst boy. He's a bad boy. Is he? I, I really, <laughs> with the exception of that one move, I really like Jin in this episode. I don't know where he goes from here, but... Jin's awesome. Okay. <laughs> hey, so speaking of a tea house. Yeah, now we get to flash over to the tea house. Wick, wick. That was there. We go. That was that was much better than mine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a tea house where Fu is working. She is the lady of this show, and already by her existing and like interacting with stuff, is more of a character than Faye. Which one of these came first? Uh, is Bebop first? Bebop came first. Yeah. Okay. Well, look at that. The author is growing <laughs> as a person and realized that ladies can be people, too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> good, good job, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have, like, the governor's son in this tea house. There's, there's a bunch of, like, geisha-dressed people doing, doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to say, the governor's son is essentially every child of a rich kid from every 80s movie <laughs> yeah yeah as a character yeah i i do love like the characterization it's it's very simple like just the way they play it but as soon as like blood happens he's just like oh fuck <laughs> oh well. shit it did my my wealthy privileged position is not protecting me like i thought it would <laughs> yeah so so the basics of this is there's the governor's son and, like, his bodyguards or whatever, just, like, basically being dicks and kind of harassing the staff and the customers, uh, Fu tries to, like, call them out on their bullshit, but... Stopped by the rest of the staff, actually. <laughs> yes. Basically just, like, hey, yeah, th this is gonna happen. Get used to it. Because fuck the bourgeoisie. Uh... We may have said eat the rich at some point during the viewing. <laughs> Look, it's always an accurate statement. It's fair, it's fair. Then our boy Mugen rocks up, and he's like, I will have a water, and I don't have any money, so I'll just murder the guys who are harassing you, and then you give me 50 dumplings. That's the deal. <laughs> it's a new program I'm trying out, Murder for Dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> just standing by the road holding that sign. <laughs> oh, man, uh... I think that'd be an excellent cosplay. Just go yes! as a Mugen with a sign that says murder for dumplings. <laughs> Will murder for dumplings, yes! <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> oh, I want to do that so bad now. I can't picture you with a fro, though, like he's got kind of going. <laughs> he has very Spike Spiegel hair, and I know it's like a Shinichiro Watanabe joint, but he has very Spike hair. Yeah, it, it's less... Semi-Spike. I, I think Spike had a little bit more style. His is more 
amorphous blob a lot of the time. Yeah, it's like if if Spike decided not to style his hair perfectly, like yeah, this it, is how it would. It, go. It's Spike without product, folks. That's yeah, <laughs> that's the hairstyle we got going. So, Foo trips, spills tea over the governor's son, and they're going to take one of her fingers because the governor's son has a. Is it is it the governor's son that has the new sword? No, it's it's one of his like hangers coterie, on. Yeah, yeah, who are just like Chekhov's new sword. Yeah. Now that there's a reason for me to use this new sword, I'm gonna use it to cut off this girl's fingers. Or maybe her nose. Yeah. The best part here is that they're holding her down for a second, and you can see the guy actively, like, unsteadily waving the sword. Uh, I think there's some implied drunkenness here. Which, I mean, a drunk guy holding a sword, how can you not feel safe? <laughs> and, like, the, the, the government's being run properly. <laughs> if I was gonna trust one person with a sword... It's the drunk guy. <laughs> It's the drunk rich dude. I have I have seen an internet video. Uh, it didn't work out, Joe. <laughs> didn't work out. Well, good. I'm fucking glad. <laughs> Here, hold this hot dog in your mouth. I got a samurai sword. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why my nose looks different than a human one. Huh. Well. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting stuff chopped off, uh, Fu yells out 100 dumplings. And I love that Mugen's an idiot and doesn't know how to do math. Because <laughs> there's like six people in the room and he's like, 100 dumplings? That's only worth like five each. That's bullshit. <laughs> but 50 was okay earlier. Yeah, 50 was fine. Now that he has to murder people. <laughs> Good with a sword, not with the numbers. Yeah. Mugen. That's the boy. So then they do a little bit of a fight. Yeah. This one goes about as long as the uh, the Jin fight with the, the badass guards. And speaking of which, <laughs> the governor's son threatening uh, that his dad has these really badass bodyguards, which... We had just cut over to the scene of Jin handily murdering them in actual sequential <laughs> order of the way this episode falls, which is fun and clever. Yeah, like, Mugen does a bit of a fight, like, kills, like, a couple people, and then, yeah, they talk about the badass guards, and ever since Mugen did a murder, the governor's son has, like, changed from, hey, I've got a lot of money, and also I'm the son of the governor, to, like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get murdered. Uh, and when they mention the guards, Mugen basically holds the governor's son hostage and is like, I'm gonna count to ten. <laughs> Each time I count, I'm gonna break a fucking finger. Oh, yeah. Bring those badass guards right now. Yeah, let, let, bring them out. Come on. Already, they're just like, hey, here are the reasons that these people fight. Like, Jin is, I see injustice in the world. I'm gonna do a fight, but also gain from it. And Mugen's just like, fucking fight now. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm the best. Let's go. So he breaks a couple fingers. <laughs> Uh, I think I counted four. He got up to four before Jin shows up. He counted to four and then I think got bored. Eh, he'd get back to it again. He needed some dumplings uh, for, for finger break breaking strength. I mean, that's hard work. <laughs> he never does get dumplings in this, does he? No, no. We're coming up to what is a really fun joke pretty soon. Because when we get up to four, that's when Jin walks through the uh, door and immediately is accused of being a badass guard. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So we see where their relationship starts off at. Yeah. And Jin never says either way of like, yes, I am a badass guard, or like, no, I'm not with the governor's people. But because of the conversation that Mugen just had, he's like, cool, let's fucking fight. There is no reason for them to fight, and I love it. Well, there's dumplings on the line, man. <laughs> Things get intense. There isn't, though! In his mind, I think there is. Mugen's not a smart boy, we've established that. <laughs> He's very focused on things. Right now, it's dumplings and murder. Jin could have just said, no, I'm not with the governor, but he's just like, cool, fuck it, a fight, I guess. It's great, I love it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you something else, though. As he's walking up, he's hearing screaming, and he's seeing somebody <laughs> just, after already cutting a dude's arm off, uh, just sitting there while this guy's begging, getting his fingers broken, which seems not necessarily so just, because he doesn't have context for what came before. So, in his mind's eye... I could see Jin thinking that Mugen's not necessarily on the right side at this very moment. I mean, that's that's also true. Why'd you have to logic it? Why couldn't they just fight because of lack of communication? Fine, it's fine. Mugen's just <laughs> murder and dumplings and anger. And that's him, and Jin's just like, somebody's trying to uh, challenge me. I can't let that go because I've got a personal code of honor. Yeah, are people being oppressed? I'm there. So yeah, there's a much longer, much more, like, anime fight. You see a lot of Mugen's weird capoeira. Uh, I'd, I'd say it, it looks way more like breakdancing. Yeah, he breakdances during a fight and has, like, metal on his shoes to block a sword, and I love that. It's, it is a super cool thing. It's a weird flex. Just when the fight's getting good. Hey, remember that guy with only one arm? Yeah, the one that I had said that uh, DJ Murder Dumplin', um... <laughs> had cut his arm off earlier yeah he brings like a cask of oil and starts burning down the tea house for reasons i suppose the reasons are this and they even make the joke of it i believe it's mugen said that this is this is a is it stereotypical do you say stereotypical or very very fitting setting as they're yeah. they're clashing swords in a burning building i really enjoyed that the, the little bit like yeah we know we know we're aware. It just makes me think of the like the Ghost of Tsushima trailer, where they're fighting in like the burning field. I do not know this thing. Oh fuck! Oh, the trailer's so good. It, is this is a game? A movie? It's it's a game. Oh, it looks kind of Assassin's Creedy. I'm 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 listening. <laughs> it's like fighting against the Mongols. It looks real fucking cool. Oh man, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Anyways. The anime that we're talking about. They're about to, like, do this showdown in a burning building. And then, that's our episode break. All right. Woo, break time. So, Travis. Yes, sir. Did you know that there is a service out there that if you want to hear more of us, somehow... You can get extra bonus content for donating to the show. <gasps> Shock horror! Tell me more! Well, alright. Uh, Patreon.com slash WTF Anime Show for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you can help support the show and get some bonus content. Such as... We just started our brand new season review of Black Butler, along with special guest Alan Sells. It's very good. It makes me very happy because... 
That is the first anime I ever watched beginning to end, and it was on the recommendation of both you and Alan Sells. <laughs> Before this show ever existed. <laughs> By like a long mile. By quite a bit, yeah. I still like, I don't know if that is an anime that like I would have recommended to anyone else, but I know that you're like, you're super into goth stuff and history, so it's like, fucking here you go, here's a demon butler. It's cool and chill. <laughs> He's a good demon butler. Yeah, so we're doing that for our series of you. Uh, you can hear about how much Travis hates uh, tiny top hats. The peak of fashion. Ah, uh, we're going to argue about that still, Joe. Uh, let's see. Uh, not only do we do series reviews, we do movie reviews. By the time you're listening to this, I'm not entirely sure whether our latest one will be up. Uh, I hope I get this out before it, because currently we have a poll up, which is Paprika, Akira, and... Ghost in the Shell, and currently, patrons, get on it, because it's tied right now. Oh man, who, who, what's it tied with? I gotta know. Uh, Akira and Ghost in the Shell. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm I'm not trying to, like, influence it, but dude, Paprika's fucking weird, and Travis will flip. <laughs> you know, not, not that I'm trying to influence the vote or anything. Our last movie review, if we haven't released another one by the time this goes out, I don't know when this is going out. Schedule's fucked. Uh, but we talked about Porco Rosso, which is probably more problematic than you remember. It is deeply problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is that is our Patreon. Uh, no questions today. If you're on our Patreon, you can give us questions to answer during this mid-roll, but we don't have any. So let's let's get back to the Samurai Champloo. Uh, well, before we do, did you mention that it's patreon.com uh, forward slash WTF anime show? I did, but thank you for checking up on it. Yeah, just making sure and saying it again. So we cut to Jin naked in a bathtub. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Mugen on fire. Yeah. And yelling that it's very cold. He's yelling that he's on fire, as is his sword at that time, uh, <laughs> and he seems a little freaked out about it, and then he's just like, eh, it's fine. It's cool, it's whatever. Seems very antithetical to the way that you would actually act if you were on fire. <laughs> Having never personally been, I can't say for <laughs> sure, but I have my guesses. Travis. Yes. It was all a dream. Was it? Oh yeah, some of it was. They they still did a fight, burned out a building, and killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And now they're captured by the governor. Okay, so, the governor's son was in that building. He burned to death because his one-armed bodyguard set fire to the building. But it's clearly their fault. Oh, 100%, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so the governor has brought them to a specific part of town. I love the name of this place. The Torture Department Store. I, I I just have one question. Yeah. Given that this is in feudal Japan, what what is their concept of a department store? Oh, it's uh it's Dick's sporting goods. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't have that over in the UK. <laughs> no, I was just like, I'm I'm gonna nod, you said dick, cool, whatever, I'm sure that's a place. <laughs> it's Walmart. Walmart existed in feudal Japan. I know that by reputation. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's like, there is a bunch of stuff that's very anachronistic, like a lot of the jewellery is very, like, not from feudal Japan. Also, like, the governor's son's kimono, or like, whatever the whole getup is, has like a tracksuit design that I love. It, it, it's got a strong uh, tracksuit theme. 
Yeah, it's it's big tracksuit energy. So Jin and Mugen get tortured. A montage of it. It's like, hey, here's, here's different torture things. You only get a glimpse of them briefly. That's okay. I'm not sure that I necessarily want uh, a drawn-out tor- torture montage to lo-fi hip-hop beats. <laughs> Someone replaced the soundtrack in Saw with just, like, lo-fi beats. Oh. Instead of just metallic screaming. Yeah, instead of industrial techno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we catch up with Fu, who's like, hey, this place I was working at burned down. Well, guess I've made up my mind about something. I'm guessing it's not about... Or it has largely to do with working at the tea house and how she won't be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that decides it. I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I'll take my pay. Your pay is ashes. <laughs> uh, we we cut to a little bit of like, hey, here's, here's Jin and Mugen's like characters and why they like low key kind of hate each other. Yeah, it's funny because they both they both kind of do a bit of a uh, like a dick waving thing at each other where they introduce themselves to each other, but they're like, you should remember that name. Got it memorized. You're gonna know that name. Because Jin's all like, hey, your fighting style sucks. There's so much pointless movement. So inefficient. It's it's real stupid. It's almost like this fighting style was only made to look cool. I mean, I know there's like an element of distraction in it, but like, you know. Still, there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy putting out if you're, you, you know, busy rocking them funky fresh beats, uh, mm-hmm. twirling around on the ground half the time. Yeah. Jin calls him the lowest of the low, which I find interesting, because they've said already that Jin is a ronin, so a samurai without his master, which, you know, pretty low on, like, the honor scale. Yeah, um, because it usually, without a master means that nobody else was willing to adopt you. You probably let your last master die. Yeah. Or failed him in some way which caused his death. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Maybe... Huh, maybe maybe they'll, they'll talk about... That might be some backstory and character development that we get later, <laughs> Joe. Huh, who who knows? I should say, like, I meant to say this at the beginning, I have watched this entire show a very long time ago. And now you kind of want to watch it again after watching episode one. I really want to watch it again. Not to spoil it, but this, this is very cool. I like it a lot. So, Fu, her whole decision of, like, cool, I've made up my mind, I'm going to break these two out of jail by not seducing the guard, having a trained flying squirrel attack the guard. Yeah, Momo, pretty rad. I wanted a trained <laughs> flying attack squirrel. Oh, is is Casty not with you then? <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm worried. I haven't seen Casty in a couple days. Uh, I did see a hawk hanging out by my window. Uh, oh no! A while ago, so. So the fate of Casty is yet up in the air, and I will report back as soon as I know something. <laughs> yeah, let us know. We're all very concerned. Right? Hashtag save Casty. <laughs> Hawks don't read Twitter, guys, just so you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. So Fu tries to break them out with the key to unlock the thing. And it breaks, but before that she says, like, hey, I'm gonna break you out of here. You just have to find me a man. You need to find me a samurai who smells like sunflowers. Is this her dream guy? Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> the, 
there's not a lot of instruction there. <laughs> you could roll a samurai around in some sunflowers and chuck them at her and be like, here you go. We did it. Debt is paid. Clearly, I've played with too many bad Dungeons & Dragons players that want to, like, <laughs> cheat wish spell. Like, ah, 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 you didn't say X. Ha <laughs> So, the key breaks because she's bad at her job, I guess. Was that supposed to be a key? I thought it was a lockpick. She did say the key broke. Oh, so. yeah, you're right. It didn't look like any kind of key I've ever <laughs> seen before. She gets them to, like, promise to do this thing, and then she gets chased by guards and then escapes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's going to be a public execution of these two. At sunset in the field. They're tied up. Yeah. They're tied up in a way. Yeah. There's a choice in how they're tied up. <laughs> they're tied up in a way that suggests they should have more consent than is being offered. Uh, that's true. I mean, if you log on to FetLife and just look up ropes, I mean, you're, you're gonna get some ideas about what we're talking about. You'll know exactly what it is. We also cut for, like, Foo buying something. Yeah. Uh, and borrowing a ladder. <sighs> uh, well, wait, no. Are we, are we running now? Yeah, it's it's kind of cut between, like, Foo has a ladder and also whatever the thing she bought is, and is like, running through the crowd and running through the street, and it's, like, cutting between Jin and Mugen. And I did not pick up on it at first. I got a little angry. Uh-huh. Because I thought they were trying to be all fan service-y, uh, because uh, Foo seems to have gained uh, some some <laughs> some things in the Chestel area as she's running and flapping. A couple cups, you know. Yeah. I think it's the kind of thing where it's, your brain has been trained because of some of the stuff we watch. Like, it's just like, fucking running in boobs bullshit, but it's actually very smart. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. I've been poisoned. <laughs> My well has been poisoned by the anime that you have introduced into it. <laughs> have we done, like, a really booby anime for a while? I, oh, I, gu I guess Faye existed. <laughs> Faye existed. I think the last really egregious ones have been a long time from now, but they still, a the, lot of impact because they were early. <laughs> we had like a high school of the dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the monster harem one was pretty bad. <laughs> so yeah, it, you know. <laughs> we haven't done one of those shows in a while. Don't you get no ideas, Joe? Huh. <laughs> No, hmm. <laughs> no. So, so I love that we see Fu running through the crowd, like just carrying a ladder. Like nobody questions it. You'd think that a public ex execution would be something where the security detail would be a little high, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit more police than it is. Yeah, I mean, but apparently to the average feudal Japan guard, they're like, "Oh, it's just a large-breasted woman with a ladder. Let her through. Clearly, no harm is meant." <laughs> And, and this is also kind of in a cut with, like, the opening scene, which is Mugen doing his cool thing about, hey, I'd rather die on my feet with my head held high than do a grovel. Yep, classic storytelling. Start from a point further and then work back to that point. And I love that they didn't take Mugen's cool shoes while he was being tortured, just like they didn't take Jin's glasses. I'm super impressed that those glasses survived <laughs> a torture montage and a building burning. I don't know how they built glasses in J uh, feudal Japan, or if they did it all. But I'm really impressed with their craftsmanship. He's got those very good lenses. Right? 
So the the executioner swings his sword and Mugen does a break dance. Uh-huh. And hey, there's another fight. Something I think you picked up on after the fact. Yeah. And we're like kind of confused about. The executioner has both of their weapons. Oh, okay, yeah, because they, they do eventually end up Mugen not so much Jin, but Mugen's sword is very not feudal Japan with the way that the uh the hilt works. Yeah. It's got much more of a, a European style uh hilt to it. It's it's interesting. So a, f- a fight happens. Uh-huh. And the the executioner threatens and then immediately runs away to let the minions take care of this. This does not work out for the minions. <laughs> yes. The minions are horrifically murdered and the governor like once again to Jin is like, "Hey, going to give you all that money though." Right. Oh no, that's not working. Oh, I'm dead now. Ah, oh, beans. The tactic that failed before is failing again. How? <laughs> Who could have foreseen this? <laughs> and right about this time, we we get to figuring out what Fu has been up to. Yeah. So Fu has been smuggling some fireworks. Uh huh. Some very spherical shaped fireworks. They look like uh, every classic cartoon bomb you've ever seen. They're yeah. round and they have a wick coming from them. And she borrows an old man's pipe because she said she needs a light. And no one's like, why do you need a light as you're climbing a roof? If you're a large-breasted woman in feudal Japan with a ladder, whatever <laughs> you want, just it's yours. The world is your oyster is what I'm starting to figure out. <laughs> you, old man, give me your pipe. Well, okay. That's what the true message of Samurai Champloo is all along. But no, I... Fuck, what was I going to say? God damn it! I don't know. I distracted you <laughs> with you my did. weird tangent. Oh, he's thinking. Fuck. Fireworks, classic bomb. Everybody just doesn't seem to question. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going through everything. That was it. No, I got it. Okay, so. The crowd. Like, they assemble this huge crowd to watch an execution. Sure, that makes sense. They're super chill with, like, foo running around, but also they're very upset that they came to see an execution. Like, they're yelling, like, no, don't, don't murder this person directly in front of us that we all, like, showed up to watch get murdered. Yeah, th- this was literally publicly announced as an execution. This isn't, like, a surprise. <laughs> surprise execution. Right, it wasn't, like, tea and cake party uh later in the field at sunset and then they show up and you're like haha fooled you execution <laughs> we got him not again <laughs> that's it you're all culpable for this execution you all witnessed it <laughs> so fireworks go off and Jin and mugen and fu escape mm-hmm. uh and then uh mugen and Jin like get i don't know like, five minutes away from the scene of the crime, like, cool, let's finish our fight. And Fu runs up and says, hey, you promised to find the sunflower guy. And the premise of this agreement is that she would get them out of there. Right. When she failed to unlock the door, and is just like, hey, I threw fireworks. You guys owe me. <laughs> yeah. But what she does do is she kind of distracts the two idiots uh, by going, hey, look, <laughs> I'll make another offer for you. Heads, you guys can continue to keep hacking at each other. Fine, whatever. Tails, you help me. So instead of flipping the coin like a normal person, Mugen yeets it into the sun. Pretty much. Like, when it finally does come down, it strikes her head. I thought she might have been grievously injured, and she does kind of pause. 
That must have been 20, 30 seconds of them just waiting around. At this point, the, the coin has reached terminal velocity. <laughs> you just see off in the distance the moon explode. <laughs> she paused because it fractured her skull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the guards run to catch up with them because they only went like five minutes away and it is revealed that the coin landed tails. So, hey, they're going to go on a merry journey to discover a samurai that smells like sunflowers. And then Fu's sandal breaks and they all trip. Uh-huh. The end. That's it. They all died. The end. Um, yeah, a little little uh, nicely scrawled French fin <laughs> shows up on the screen and that's it. That's, uh, that's Shamurai Champloo. <laughs> and then they're just like, nah, we fucking with you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. The ending uh, was just like, Hey, here are some still shots of Fu growing up. Yeah. Who knows if that's relevant? Probably. With a much more chill, like, music. Yeah. Thing. Song. That's what it's... Jesus. Music thing. They're usually, like, three to five minutes long. Sometimes there's words. You know how music am? (laughs) You don't think it'd be that way, but sometimes it do. (laughs) (laughs) It do be that way sometimes, though. Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> wow oh man so yeah uh shamurai samurai wow shamurai shampoo uh, whoa the shamurai sampler shampoo sampler <laughs> the anime oh uh, so what do, what do you think buddy i really liked this everything about it i want more of the story I also want to know what you're drinking out of the weird orange bottle but <laughs> that can be saved for off air I gotta say, because I can't help because we did Bebop and Champloo so close together that I'm comparing and contrasting a little bit. Mm-hmm. They've got very different feels. The Feudal Japan feels much less run down and shitty, <laughs> so I don't know why uh, it, it's resonating with me more rather than run down, shitty future. I think too many futures are run down and shitty is the problem. <laughs> I mean, there were a few planets in Cowboy Bebop that are cool. I have not experienced those planets, though, Joe. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, no, um, the soundtrack, again, uh, well, this time I actually got hip-hop, which was pretty cool, because <laughs> that's what I was promised was, like, hip-hop samurais, and I got that. So that was nice to have a payoff for a thing I was promised, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Look, I made a decision based on the content of the episode. I know. It it reminded... That whole episode was rad, though. It reminded me of many a fight that takes place in church in Final Fantasies because they like to do church fights a bunch. So mm-hmm. I can get down with that on Bebop. And, you know, the weird thing is I don't think so far they're doing anything too outside of the ballpark of just a samurai story, but they're doing it well, and I really enjoy that. This first episode is definitely like, hey, here's a samurai story but with the twist of uh, the music and also, like, Mugen's fighting style. I was about to say, Mugen, Mugen's very much not a samurai because, you know, they're always supposed to be very reserved and and not show flights of emotion, and he's just like, but what if, fuck that. He's all emotion. Right, what if I'm just constantly a raging ball of emotion? Dumplings and murder! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someday that boy will get dumplings. Someday. He's doing enough murder, so I don't know <laughs> what 
he's owed in dumplings. But if we ever did a series review, I'd want to figure out what the going rate of murder to dumpling is and then do a, a final count at the end of the series of how many dumplings he is owed. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And like I said, after watching this episode, I really want to go back and watch the series. But I kind of want to maybe hold off to see if it's something we do for Patreon. So I don't know. I'd be down with that for sure. I'm super stoked that we're doing Black Butler, but I also look forward to the day that maybe we can do this because I've seen Black Butler and I want to experience this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah, it was good. I like it. Travis, do you want to do that thing? Uh, yeah, I can do that thing. Next time on WTF Anime. So we've been on kind of a theme over the past few episodes of Watching Stuff Done by Shinichiro Watanabe. So why not round that theme out with a third one that is Space Dandy. Which I I misheard earlier and I <laughs> thought Joe said Space Daddy, which is a very different uh, show, I think. There are very specific tags like <laughs> Space Leather Daddy, Space Step Daddy. <laughs> Boy. Whew. Hey, Travis, how much do you like the movie The Thing? The Thing? Oh, shit. Uh-huh. I like The Thing as a movie a lot. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. So we'll be watching Space Dandy Season 1, Episode 12. Nobody knows the chameleonian baby. The the baby at the end has me a little nervous that I'm about to see a property I love shit upon. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. I have watched Cthulhu shows with you, Joe, for this <laughs> this podcast. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, so I guess with all that, uh, it's time for some business. Joe, hit him. Yeah, so, God, I've forgotten how to do these. <laughs> if you would like to find us on the internet, we are on Twitter, at WTF Anime Show. If you would like to send us an email, you can reach us using WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. As we kind of talked about, this episode has been very late. Uh, we've had some scheduling issues. If you have contacted us for a guest spot, I will have already got back to you by now. Yeah. But just just to say on air, hey, sorry, we took a bit of a break. Travis's work is awful. Yeah, my, my work tried to kill me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Not like figuratively, like actual death. Uh, but also, you know, emotionally. Uh, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, that's the email. Um, if you would like to find me on Twitter, I am the, at the Joe Hatfield. Travis, where can people hear you not die? Uh, if you want to hear me not dying, uh, <laughs> you can look me up on Twitter at Dicelobber. D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. I do not run the uh, handle for WTF Anime, so if you're going to want to talk to both of us, you got to tag me with it. Uh, that said, if you like what we do here, you want to hear us being goofy and doing characters that aren't reviewing anime, um, you can find us on the Lost Libraries. Uh, Joe runs The Fifth Watch, which is the gayest, best super teens ever. Which has been on a bit of a break again, scheduling. Yeah. We'll get to the finale probably next month. Yeah. And also on top of that, we both feature as players in the Grayscale campaign run by Matt Hoadley. Also currently on a break, but I do believe that uh, the Sleeping Beast is stirring. We're supposed to be getting back to that come this next year. Hell yeah. 
been been so long. And as we talked about earlier, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash WTF Anime Show. If you want to give us money for bonus content, if you want to hear more of our voices somehow, I am preparing to make Travis watch wrestling. That's that's going to be a thing. <laughs> you signed up for it. Was I under the influence when I signed it? Does that count as a legal contract? Uh, I have it recorded. That's that's a binding legal contract. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's it. Like I say, we're out of practice. I don't know if there's anything else we say except for bye, bye. <laughs>